Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. into this week's episode of the Dublin to Denver podcast 2024 begin much as 2023 ended. I'm Colin Cronin. I'm joined by my colleague Stuart Roach. Stuart, how are you doing as we face into another long off season for our beloved Denver Broncos? I'm doing well, Colin. I was uh, impressed by the Broncos' downright refusal to even contemplates the notion of starting off a new year with a resolution or a new outlook. We decided to enter 2024 as a franchise in exactly the same way as we entered 2023 season by laying a, a damp squib of a performance against the Raiders. Um, this time we went down by, what was it, 13 points opening day. We lost by one point and um, yeah, it's going to be a long, long off-season column. I think we, we kind of you know, at the start of the season, we did hope to um, be in with a, a sort of a puncher's chance of the playoffs going into the final couple of weeks of the season. I suppose in some ways we did that, although it, it kind of felt like a, a disappointment given, you know, how we'd arrived at the opportunity to 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 potentially make the playoffs. I think once that game against the Patriots has dropped, the season just kind of petered out. Um, so there's, there's an awful lot of of um, decisions to be made. There's some some interesting stuff, I think, ahead of us. The draft is now becoming increasingly important. It's going to be very um, intriguing to see if we move up, if, if whatever quarterback we are interested in, because, you know, Colm, we, we, we touched on this last week, but I, I do think that given the cap situation, given where we're at, I think we do need to draft quarterback. I think we need to be patient. Um, so, you know, we don't have playoff football to look forward to, Colm. And if you remember, this time last year, Colm, we didn't have playoff football to look forward to, nor did we really have a draft to look forward to, seeing as though we decided to give away everything that we possibly could have in order to get a quarterback and then to get a head coach. So at least the draft will have some interest uh, for us this year. But uh, yeah, just a disappointing uh, end to the season, Colm. And from a Broncos fan, a disappointing start to 2024, where once again, we will be on the outside looking in. But, you know... I suppose the flip side of that is there's some really interesting looking playoff games coming up this weekend. You know, if you're a fan of the sport, uh, you know, there's some good stories there. And uh, 
I don't know about you, Carl, but I, I would like to see either the Buffalo Bills finally win a Super Bowl or I would love to see the Lions go deep into the uh, into 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 the postseason. Uh, but I digress more. Uh, that's because I want to talk about football topics that are interesting and exciting. I don't want to sort of I know, but hey, it's Broncos podcast, it's where we're at. So yeah, let's 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 dissect. What did I describe it as a festering corpse of a season? So let's dissect that column at all. It's it's rancid. Yeah, and I think there is plenty to dissect. I think let's not start at the QB position because that is an area that we have discussed at length over um, the past few weeks. So, I mean, we, we may come to it. But I think, Stuart, one of the things that has been very uh, apparent um, is that the talk of the Broncos' weapons, it, you know, is is laughable at at this you know at this point that they were ever talked up to that degree? Uh, something that jumped out at me is that the Broncos have not had uh, a thousand yard receiver or a thousand yard rusher since uh, twenty nineteen, and the other thirty one NFL teams have all had at least one of those uh, since the twenty twenty season, and the majority of them have had both. So th- this is an area where there was huge talk. I mean, once again, you go back to the Jerry Judy hype video, um, the talk of, of, about Javante, um, you know, Greg Dulcich. You can go You can go back to the guys who, who are no longer on the roster. Um, but how big a problem is the offense going to to be next year one of the things Colin I I was thinking about earlier on because the pro ball came out and the Broncos had three pro ballers and three of them absolutely justified and I think it's interesting for me that two of them are on defense the other one is Marvin Mims uh special teams and when you think about it there was a I think even diehard Broncos fans kind of had a, a wee bit of a moan about Cortland Sutton and then bit of a moan about Quinn Miner too, who I think was genuinely probably the one player that you could have argued deserved to uh, to go to the Pro Bowl from the offense. But it kind of just reminded me, and I was looking at the stats for the season earlier on, and who is the offensive MVP of this team this season? Um, I think, Colin, you know, without coming across as, as, as mean-spirited, um, I don't think there is an offensive MVP of the Denver Broncos in the 2023 season. Um, and if 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 you wanted to make some kind of a case for one, you'd probably say Russell Wilson. And I think that, to me, kind of encapsulates where we're at. Because if Russell Wilson is your MVP, considering what's about to happen to him, where does that leave us? I mean, the only other one you could think of is Corlin Sutton. Um, but Corlin Sutton makes some amazing sort of uh, credible catches that, you know, are, are obviously highlights. And, and I think he, he helped us well from during that stretch where we won those games. Um, but I, I think as you pointed out, Colin, he's, what is he, was he the end of 52nd in receiving or something like that? I mean, he, you know, his, he was way down. Um, I, I, you can't say uh, Javante Williams, unfortunately, because he got 770, I think, odd rushing yards. Um, I, 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 and that to me, Colin, was the thing that really illuminated the issue that we have. We have massively overhyped our weapons. I was guilty of it in regards to Greg Dulcich, who just cannot seem to stay fit. He's 
quickly becoming the Alan Hargreaves of the Denver Broncos. Uh, fans of Manchester United in the early 2000s will know who that is. Very talented player, never saw the field. Um, and considering the cap hell we're going to find ourselves in, Colin, um, I think we now are looking at, you know, at next year, I think if the offense, if we go the rookie QB route, which I think we kind of have to, um, the offense could be even worse, which when you consider, Colin, the, the kind of positions that we found ourselves in, like, for example, total yards per game, 316, 26 in the NFL. Passing yards per game, 210 on average, 24th in the NFL. 106 yards on the ground, 18th. Now, this was the team that was supposed to run the ball first. and um, There was a commitment to running the ball. Time of possession, 22nd. By any metrics, the offense stank. Um, I mean, the defense isn't much better. Let's, let's not sugarcoat it either. Um, but at least the defense went on a run where it looked like it was capable of of, of, of being, you know, towards the, the top 10 of the NFL. Then it fell back and sort of went, you know, I think that desperate start that the defense had was always going to skew the stats. But the offense has been has been poor, Colin, more or less throughout the entire season. Um, and that is with the quarterback and Russell Wilson, who is no fit for a shot. So we are not going to be involved in the first round of free agency spending. Um, and we desperately need um, a draft column of the ages because I think Marvin Mims flashed as a wide receiver. He obviously had a great um, kickoff return, punt return, hence his Pro Bowl selection. And um, we need Marvin Mims. We need players like Miners. We need players who can come in, McLaughlin, people like that. I know he's a free agent, uh, a college free agent, but we need Peyton's uh, plural. We need the Broncos draft board to be blown off its hinges we we have to hit pretty much on every pick that we have because we don't have the money to spend on free agency the way we would like to fix the problems um, and we're going to lose a lot of players as well Colin. that's the other thing there's players that we're not going to be able to pay and a lot of these players you probably don't want to considering you know that they haven't really performed up to the expectations but uh, you know for an offense that was so inept and I think it's fair to call it that and um, given that it's losing some pieces, I think Colin, you know, it's going. There's going to be some growing pains next year, Colin. I do think we, as fans and as a fan base, and it's interesting when you go onto Twitter, when you go to some of the fan sites. Already, we're hearing talk of, oh, you know, trade back, pick up a cumulate, and you're going to, to to what end? Who is going to oh get the offensive line fixed for who? You know, pick up a wide receiver, tight end. Who's throwing in the ball? Stidham. I mean, come on, Stidham. Stidham is what he is, Colin. He's in career backup at best and um, so I, I think patience is required Colin and I do think you know maybe if I, I know I'm guilty of it I think we all get excited when we see young quarterbacks to me it was interesting the national championship game the other night two quarterbacks who looked outstanding in the semi-finals and um, panic struggled because Michigan's pass rush particularly the interior pass rush knocked them uh, around they got to him they, they created huge pressure and JJ McCarthy was asked to be a game manager and then when he was asked not to be a game manager um he didn't seem like he was able to so um i don't know colin uh, you know the, the people who were worried the panics was going to be out of the broncos range i think they had a good night the other night i know you should judge a quarterback on a season's body of work um but to me now colin i'm thinking bo nix is probably a quarterback that we would be looking at more closely than we probably thought we would have done after the championship semi-final so it's going to be tough, Colin, 
But then again, it's been tough and there has been no um, sign of it getting back to where we wanted to. So I think we might as well go the rebuild route um, and really commit to it because I, I, I think it's the only way that we can possibly get out of this really terrible mess that we've largely dug for ourselves because of the worst contract in NFL history bar to Sean Walton. Well, I think a couple of things. One, um, we lost it there for 20 seconds. It was like there was... I was, I was the just giving it, no, um, it was about two two minutes ago. I'm fascinated to see what comes through on the podcast. So, listeners, you, I, I may end up editing it out. I don't know what exactly happened. It was genuinely like there was interference, uh, like the um, like the start of um, calling occupants by the the carpenters uh, or or something like that. But I think the the other thing, you know, um, in in terms of I suppose what you're saying there, Stuart, like so a point that that I, I suppose I, I'd like is, and I, I get it with fans, right? You want the optimism. But last year, there was so much Russell Wilson is going to be comeback player of the year. There was so much Judy is going to ball out. We don't know. Maybe they will. And, and optimism, I can understand. But statements of fact, um, you know, are, aren't guaranteed either. I suppose one, what I would point to um, as as hope or reason for optimism is looking at somebody like Puka Nakua um, or Brock Purdy or her CJ Stroud like it, you can turn things around um, if you hit on um, your draft picks now the Broncos need to get better particularly in the later rounds but the Rams I think this season have shown what what is possible if you hit on those late round picks the, the piece I think that they had um, was they had so many picks they they accumulated an awful lot of picks and, and then they ensured um, that they were able to roll the dice on a couple of, of guys um, but I, I just think that you know we are it, it seems like every year it's like oh this is going to be the year when so such and such breaks out this is going to be the year where Greg Dulcich overcomes those injury woes and one of the pieces where we had an awful lot of injury luck this year was on the O-line. We had more injury luck than most. But one of the things I suppose I, I would hope is, again, that we learn from other teams. The Browns are on their fifth and sixth starting tackles. And yet the Browns are, are in the, the playoffs. So I, I think that we need to... It's funny, and I get it, I suppose, because they're your favorite team, and people always want to to give them the benefit of the doubt. And I think people who work in media, you know, um, play to that. They give people what they want to hear a lot of the time. But we've had so much hype and and so many excuses over the past few years, and and then you look at the evidence elsewhere. So I suppose I I would like uh, more critical thinking uh, when when it comes to it. Um, and on the QB side of things, um, I was listening to the the Ringer podcast, and um, Ben Solak said that he figures that there's probably three teams that he thinks might trade into the top ten to get a QB, um, and he felt that those were potentially the Vikings, who are at eleven, the Broncos at twelve, or the Seahawks potentially because he thinks they might look to go up uh, to to have somebody. Uh, sit behind Gino for some of the year to, to come in. So 
you know, there's plenty of chatter around the, the Broncos and um, the the QB position, certainly. In terms, Stuart, of, you know, looking at the the, the season, like, what what are the what are the other pieces outside of Russ and outside of um, the the kind of failure of the the offense to to get going at, at all? Um, were there were there other pieces? Were there any surprises to you on on either side of the ball? I suppose Nick Benito um, having a a really effective second year column after looking miles off the pace in his rookie season, I thought was a, was a pleasant surprise. He missed a couple of games, which is unfortunate because I think he probably would have, uh, he, he, he was on course to crack 10 sacks, which I think is kind of the benchmark of a, of a very effective pass rusher in the NFL. If you can crack 10, I think you've had a good season. Um, I think Cooper uh, as well for me flashed. I think he, you know, I think he got eight and a half at the end, something like that. So I think he let the team. Um Alex Singleton, who we were lucky enough to have a chat with, um, he had a, a, a monstrous amount of tackles again. He's a tackling machine. I know he's he's had some issues in coverage, Colin, but you know, I mean, he's an example. I think of somebody that you can pick up and you can you can get great play out of um, in 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 certain situations. Um, I I one of the things, Colin, for me was I think Evero was a loss, um, and I think it was interesting in 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 recent weeks. I've seen plenty of articles, sort of, and uh, one for on, on our on our parent uh, size mile report saying that Vance jo- Joseph's sh- uh, job should not be as certain as it seemed to be, um, if rumors were to be believed, uh, because the defense has been poor. And if you take out column that five game stretch, um, which you know you'd wonder how much was down to luck, um, in the sense. That it was, as we've pointed out, a historic run of takeaways. And um, if you take out that section, which in fairness is, you know, it's a third of the section. So, you know, I'm asking you to, to take out a significant chunk just in order to prove my point. But the defense hasn't been great this year, Colin. The pass rush for, for plenty of times. I mean, I know I just prayed to Cooper and Benito, but there's not been an awful lot else outside of those two. Um, and cornerback number two has been mercilessly targeted. It's like Fabian Moreau came in for a while. You know, he he wasn't Mathis and he looked okay and then suddenly Fabian Moreau, then we go, oh yeah, coming in, he's been around the block a few times. He he is what he is. Um so I, I don't know if 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 we are gonna see a change in defensive coordinator call, but like you know, and and, and we did give him props when props were deserved, but you're a long term fan of fans. Um, <laughs> um the, the the reality is, Colin, the facts and the stats speak for themselves. Vance Joseph is a is a is an average to poor defensive coordinator in the NFL who somehow manages to keep getting himself jobs in good situations. Um so you know, you could argue perhaps that the 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 talent on the defense this year was not as um you know, was it was not at the same level as last year, but not hugely. I mean, Bradley Chubb, I suppose, was the one player who unfortunately is out for the season again, and he, he's the one major piece that we lost from last year, and that was even mid-season. So, you know, I, I, I think that's a story to keep an eye on because I think, you know, the Broncos have traditionally had outstanding defences, and I think, Colin, even in recent years when the offence has been even worse than the one that we've watched for most of this season. 
the defense still held its own for most of the season. Last year, you have to, you know, in fairness, the defense were performing miracles week in, week out. And um, when Russell Levy stacked the joint out. Um, and the defense has been a disappointment to me. Um, so, I mean, if you're looking at that and you're kind of going, you know, special teams have been pretty good. Um, you know, Marvin Mins, as we said, has made the pro well. I thought Riley Dixon was a welcome return to the team. And Lutz didn't miss any particularly crucial kicks. Um, but that's kind of where we're at, Colin. Like, there, there, there are individuals who have performed well. The likes of Justin Simmons, the likes of Pastor Tam have maintained their elite level, deservedly voted to the Pro Bowl. Um, but units um, have not been up to scratch, in my opinion. And, you know, I think... How have we improved players, Colm? Have, have players improved since they've come to the Broncos? Have they been coached up? Um, I think the jury is still out on a lot of these players. Now, maybe next year, some of the younger guys, I might have mentioned them in the past, the likes of, say, Drew Sanders may make an impact next year if he has a similar jump to, say, what Nick Benito had last year. And we did see him on the field a lot more towards the end of the season. So that's kind of the... the um, the you know it's it's the it's the well trodden path of a rookie who's kind of all at sea and then begins to sort of the penny drops from as as the season goes on and then begins to sort of appear more often and then hopefully next year, um, McLaughlin I thought did well, Colin you know but again you know there was all sorts of chat about Julian McLaughlin as the new Philip Lindsay and he's yeah you know he's going to provide the spark like he ended up with about four hundred yards on the ground. Um, you know, now his average was probably really good in comparison to poor old Javante's, whose average was really, really, really low. Um, but you know, I think Colin, like we we won a lot of games in that five game stretch by a couple of points, or by you know that Buffalo game in particular, which looked like it could be a turning point, was due to you know a chronic mistake by the the Buffalo Bills special teams. Um, you know, we finished eight and nine. We could have very easily finished with six wins, column or five. You could argue that we lost a couple of games and start by a couple of points. We could have, but you know, I I think column apart from, and I go it goes against you know your records is who it's it, 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 you are you say you are, but to me this Broncos team feels a little bit more like a six and eleven team really than an eight and nine or a nine and eight. I know we were in the shout for the playoffs towards the end, column, but you know. There were so many holes in the team, and and my fear as well, Con, was we would have got into the playoffs, and we would have obviously felt this was a significant achievement given where we've been over the last few years. But then, you know, you're you're worried that we're going to get absolutely hosed by a half decent team. You know, as a wild card, you would have been going on the road, um, and you could have got a fearful beaten. So, you know, obviously, you always want to be in. You never know, but. I, you know, it, it it is progress on paper, Colin, but looking back, it doesn't really feel like significant progress. And I think some of that is also clouded by the fact that we know that the quarterback that we thought was going to be the answer wasn't the answer and is going to be moving on, so we're going to need to get another one. And so for me, I think this season has ended really on a, on a whimper, where, which is unfortunate because it did look like it was going to be... A, an interesting end to the season, but that that Patriots game column should really live on in Broncos fans' memories in infamy because it was it was a dreadful, dreadful, dreadful performance, which ended Russell uh, Broncos' career in effect. Um, so yeah, just a little bit downbeat given where I thought we were headed a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, I mean, um, in in terms of the the 
the rust situation. I wonder, Stuart, if and and some of this will probably come down to and there'll always be outliers, but I wouldn't like the Aaron Rodgers situation. We'll see how that plays out with the Jets next year. But ultimately, um, you know, you had uh, Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson and Aaron Rodgers and Rodgers, obviously, much, much, much later in his career, but three in, enormous kind of uh, trades for QBs. And as we sit here today, you would say none of them have worked out. Um, I mean, the, the Browns, I think if they weren't in, it, it was absolutely guaranteed they may well be looking to cut bait uh, with uh, D- Deshaun Watson. And if the Jets hadn't given Aaron Rodgers um, both, um, you know, the the captaincy, uh, the uh, voted him as the most inspirational player of the season. That's a real thing the Jets did. Um, so, you know, we can be grateful for small mercies that the Broncos didn't do that. Um, and they also seem to have made him a GM of the franchise uh, as well. Um so uh, the, at least at least uh, there, there there isn't that. But I suppose you know, it, we in terms of uh, right again, way too early. There's so much to happen. But what is it like that? Re- like Sean Payton said at the it, over the summer months, he was going to be pissed off if the Broncos didn't make the playoffs. Well, they didn't make the playoffs, and at times they they looked terrible. I, I think at times they had exciting wins and at times they had some kind of magical moments, but I, I don't think we we certainly didn't curb stomp any team. We certainly it didn't feel like we really dominated or that we put uh, a, a real, uh, we did a series of wins, but it didn't put feel like we did a series of games where we, you know, were absolutely dominant. What is it if we're sitting here in January 2025 you know, what are the things that you, outside of, obviously, look, you'd love to be in the playoffs, et cetera, et cetera. But what are the, the realistically, given the holes that we've talked about on the roster, given the fact that it's not like we had the ammunition like the Texans did um, to kind of go in and, and make the, the picks that they did, or that we, we don't, also, we don't have the pick, maybe the ammunition that, say, the the Rams and the Packers did. But the Packers and the Bucks have both shown that you can cut, uh, you know, you, you cut bait with a QB in in different manners. The Bucks are essentially paying for for Brady retiring, and they had pushed his money out to to try to um, make a, 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 as many runs as possible. The Packers, after trading Rodgers, had a huge dead cap hit, um, but both of them have made the playoffs. So the the dead cap hit doesn't have to be an absolute albatross around your neck. But for for you. What would you like to be talking about in January 2025 rather than what we're talking about in January 2024? Well, I think all, a lot of it depends on who the quarterback is. Um, you know, at the risk of repeating myself, I think if we if we go down the rookie QB route, which we have to, in my opinion, then I, I think it, it's probably unrealistic for us to be sitting here talking about playoffs um, unless for some reason the Broncos managed to trade up into the top five, maybe top six. Because a, a, a quarterback like Bonix, a quarterback like Penix, um, a quarterback like J.J. McCarthy potentially, um, they're probably not going to come in um, and like your C.J. Strouds um, and, and light it up straight away. That's going to take a, a, a more patient approach. Um, 
what I would like to see, Colin, one of the things that reminds me, Jordan Love was picked, what, 26, something like that. I think it was certainly towards the later end of the first round. Um, so, you know, you can get a NFL quarterback towards the end of the first round. Statistics would show that you're much more likely to get a franchise guy in the top 10, but it can happen. And, um, you know, so I think, I mean, you know, for me, Colm, I, 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 what I would like to see would be not, maybe not necessarily if the rookie QB starts, but if he comes in at some point and looks like there is development, I would like to see whatever other draft picks that we have make contributions. Not all of them, because not everybody gets it at the same time. And I would like to see second-year players such as Drew Sanders, such as, excuse me, uh, Marvin Mims, become a starting wide receiver for the team uh, to contribute. Um I think I'd like to see the clever free agents that we pick up um, becoming impact players. And I'd like to see an offense in particular column that looks like a Sean Payton offense. And um, we didn't really see that. We we, we kind of know why. And um, it was a marriage that didn't work. Um, so I think, Colin, you know, if Payton is going to take us forward, which clearly now this is Payton's team, it's not Russell Wilson's team anymore. And... Um, we need to see what it is that he envisaged this for this team in the next few years. The most important thing I think of that is who he picks to be his quarterback. And then I think whatever kind of weapons he puts around him. Like, let's not forget, Colin, that this was a man who was able to make Taysom Hill a really dangerous weapon in New Orleans. Taysom Hill, who, you know, was a, a very ordinary QB in college. And yeah, he was able to turn him into something that, you know, bamboozled lots of defenses. I'd like to see some kind of outside-the-box thinking with that call. Um, and I think for me, um, I would like to see a return to the competence of the defense. Um, I do think that five-game stretch that we were able to turn things around took away a little bit from some of the offense or defensive um, hellscapes that we found ourselves in, Colin. Like, because... Vance Joseph and the defense were able to turn around. It's almost like that game against Miami. Some have been able to sort of, you know, in a matter of Homer Simpson sort of drifting backwards into that green hedge, that 70 to 20 game has almost been forgotten. And it shouldn't be calm. That was a stain on the franchise and it was a stain on the defense. <coughs> Excuse me. So I would like to see the defense return to something like its former glory. And I'm not sure if Vance Joseph is the man to take us there. Um, so. I, I guess, Colin, my expectations or my, my hopes for next season are probably going to be tempered a little bit by where we find ourselves now. But I think it would be rich of me to to say that I have an issue with that when I have been crying out for the Broncos to finally embrace the fact that they need a new young QB to take the team forward. So if if that QB and by extension the team struggles next season, well, that's that's okay as far as I'm concerned, as long as you see enough size of progression. And I think myself and lots of other Broncos fans need to understand that because this is a franchise con that, as you pointed out, has never drafted a quarterback that led them to anything past, I think, the divisional round of the playoffs. Um, you know, John Elway wasn't technically drafted by the Broncos. Peyton Manning obviously wasn't drafted by the Broncos. Uh, Jake Plummer wasn't drafted by the Broncos and Craig Morton wasn't drafted by the Broncos. They're the four QBs that either got us to the AFC Championship game or to the Super Bowls. 
So we have not got a great history of drafting quarterbacks. Um, but you know what, Colin? The NFL has shown us that that is the best, most sustainable way to win Super Bowls. So the NFL isn't going to change just because the Broncos have had struggles in the past doing this. And I think we need collectively to go just because something has been difficult in the past doesn't mean it's going to be impossible forever. So, sorry, that's a long-winded rant, but that's me saying I'm okay for 6 and 11 next year as long as the QB quarterback is the rookie who looks like he knows what he's doing. Yeah, I, I, I'm not putting... I like, again, you never know. Uh, you can catch uh, lightning in a bottle. Who who knows? But um, for me, I would agree. I, I mean, I think you you have to have and people are this will be debated I, I would love if it wasn't um but it'll be debated forever about um russell wilson and and sean payton and and what and etc cetera, etc cetera. um it seems like the broncos are themselves trying to put kind of as much distance from sean payton and any involvement in contract or or what was said to us uh, it's all very much george payton um, but one of the things that jumped out to me, I suppose, was that uh, Brett Coleman had a, a stat um, earlier this week that said Russell Wilson finished this year with 18 total intermediate completions in between the numbers. 18. I mean, that is in terms of when you think um, about um, the way in which Sean Payton wants to play and the fact that in uh, in just two games, um, St- Stidham had 10, um, you know, so I, I don't think Stidham is the, the answer either. I, I think you, you should, to me, I, and I've advocated for this, you know, um, for, for quite some time, draft a rookie, play a rookie, take your lumps and decide if that rookie is the, the way to go or not. Um, because I, I think the, the retread is is not going anywhere. I think that um, we we have tried uh, that that model, and and personally, I don't want to see us. Can it, it? It has worked elsewhere. I think. I mean, we should probably do an episode at some point on things that have worked elsewhere that just don't work with the Broncos. You look at Flat Flacco is doing. You look at the fact that Baker Mayfield uh, has led the Buccaneers um, to to the playoffs. Um, and, and it doesn't work. But to me, I think try try the rookie route, but actually play the rookie, um, you know, and, and hopefully have your your head. You know, I think we're in a situation where it's kind of obvious that Sean Payton is being given um, the the decision making power. Now, with, with that, ultimately will be if it doesn't work, then he's, you know, he's going to lose his job. But I think you've got to give it the next couple of years to see if it you know if if this is really going anywhere because ultimately the last time we took a QB in the first round um was um Paxton Lynch and Gary Kubiak wanted none of that that was very obvious um and and that that is a, a disaster when ultimately um your head coach doesn't want any part of uh, your first round draft pick um uh, feels probably like a little bit of a disjointed episode, but I think that is, um, you know, emblematic of a Broncos season. <laughs> yeah, that that we because because and, and where the franchise has been and where the franchise is going because ultimately we all know kind of what's what's coming with with Russ. Um, now I did see Greg Rosenthal yesterday kind of laughing a little bit 
uh, that um, the Broncos seem to be kind of create a trade market for Russ um, the, the, themselves to drum up interest. I cannot see that happening. I, I can't imagine Russ uh, would be willing to waive the, the no trade clause. So we'll call about guarantee at some stage just before uh, Wilson is released. There will be several reports that will break that the Broncos are open to the idea of Wilson coming back as their QB. There'll be one desperate final throw of the dice to try and, and entice the the Falcons or the Raiders to trade something for him, and, and nobody will be fooled. I hope. <laughs> Yeah, the, well, they, they they certainly tried that yesterday. I think Peyton said uh, he had a 30-minute conversation with Russ and, and nothing is decided and, and who knows. But um, yeah, I think we can hopefully people see enough through the uh, media speak that they know. Um, Stuart and I will be back uh, next week uh, when hopefully things will be less morose. Um, playoff football will have kicked off. The Broncos will be a week further removed from um, what proved to be uh, ultimately a disappointing 2023 season. Um, if you enjoy the podcast, please do rate, review and subscribe or tell a friend about it. It does make a real difference. You can find Stuart over on Twitter at PurpleHeartTC. I'm across social media at Column from Cork. There is no Broncos football on Sundays to ruin our weekend for the next nine months. But go Broncos anyway. Go Broncos anyway.